We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws with monkey sounds in there and call it good. The old like Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon and happy Thursday. Hey, there's hey. back. What's going on, my man? <laughs> Hey, it's good to be back. <laughs> it's good to have Un- you back. Unplanned stoppage. <laughs> what happened? Oh, what good happened? times. Good times. So um, my wife, uh, who I love. <laughs> my dearly, wife. My wife, who I love dearly. Uh-huh. Um, so we have a new security system here in the building. Yeah. And I have my little fob to get in the building. Sure. And I have the little fob for my car. Sure. I have a spare one. Uh-huh. And once a week. She has to go into the building. Yes. She has to go to her, her work. Her work. I should not, not yours. Here. Yeah. Um, the complete opposite direction, in fact, of oh. this building. <laughs> Why well, work here downtown, mm-hmm. uh, just outside Pearl? She works in Salem. Oh. Oh. Significantly further, right? So, but it's, yeah. Okay. It, so it's starting to make sense why you work at, why you live in Newburgh. Ah, now. starting to settle in, huh? There we go. <laughs> so. Uh, once a week she takes my car because she likes my car. Fine. I have no problem with that. I'll drive her car. Right. But I go, hey, can you take the other, my spare fob, so that I don't have to ask you to come let me in? Mm-hmm. And she's like, sure, no problem. So she takes to the ask spare. To ask me to ask me yes, to let you in. To yeah. ask you. You usually ask me to let you in. It, okay. It sounded yeah. like you were saying to ask your wife to let you in. Yeah, no, sorry. You That's why yeah. asked Dusty to let me in. I have to call him like, hey, man, can you come get me in? And you were like, no, I'm going to leave you out there. It's really I dangle, cold. I dangle yeah. it above your head every week. Yes. Yep. And uh, I was like, hey. so it's fine. So she takes the fob, the spare fob, but she took her car keys. Because uh, they had the house, her house keys on them. So she took both of the keys to your car and the only <laughs> key to her car. So she you don't have a spare to her car. No, is what you're saying. there's no spare to her car because it's a, it's it's one of the <laughs> the laser uh, cut chipped keys. Yeah, because it's the yeah three fifty Z. So it's like you you don't just go like down to the locksmith and go hey can you cut me a spare because you need because this. obviously at some point like when you bought the car you you don't just they're not just like here's one key good luck you yeah. better hold on to that one <laughs> at some point the other key was lost you had to probably okay it's, it's my wife so All right. um but I'm I'm thinking okay she my mm-hmm. wife is very thoughtful very considerate what she yeah. probably did was she probably set them out for me somewhere and yeah I just can't I'm not. Like, I looked in the drawer. I looked where we put we're on the top of the table where we keep our keys. Yeah. Maybe she put them on the counter, like a little note, like, have a nice day. Yeah. Because she put a little that note on the happen. door. Like, she had, there was another note on the door, like, hey, can you take my packages? I love you. Okay, cool. So I call her, FaceTime, mm. and I'm like, hey, um, going through everything real quick. I, I'm just making sure I'm not an idiot. Did you take your car keys? And she's like, yeah, wh- why? Uh-oh. And I, was, I, I my eyes went wide, and I went, Why? She's like, oh, my God. She's like, you can't drive. I go, "Uh uh-uh. She's like, can you do the show from home? I go, can I? And she looked at me, oh, my God, your PC's broken right now. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Like, She felt so bad. (laughs) Like, she was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, she was, like, mortified, completely. All the blood drained from her face. Just, oh, my God. Are you going to get in trouble? I go, I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that she's, sucks. She's like, do you want me to come home? I'm like, do I want you to drive an hour plus home at 1130? And then so oh, I can drive and another hour to work? Yeah. No. No, no, I don't want that to happen. Because by the time I get here, it'll be one thirty. So you missed yesterday's show because you uh, were unable. This puts like dirt's uh, changing a tire to shame. The fact that <laughs> I had a car it was right next to me, just couldn't drive it. Yeah, you just every and it works fine. Works perfect, flawlessly even. And you just couldn't even get in here. <laughs> I couldn't even get into the car because it was locked. That's aggressive. Yeah. Uh, so and it was a seventy dollar Uber ride each way. Sixty-eight fifty-four. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Because I checked. I was like, "I'll Uber in." Screw when, it. When you called me, it was like a, you know ten forty-five or whatever, and I was like, "I talked to you," and I, I was like, "There's no, there's no way I can come and get you." And then because you're on back. literally the other side of town. Well, I mean, I would have if there was enough time, but there would have been literally no, no. time for neither like, of us would have been here. <laughs> yeah, that would have sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, that sucks. Good to have you back today. I'm glad Good you have back. the car keys. You should uh I don't care how expensive that other car key well, no, is. I'm it's selling, probably we, we've worth talked it. about this. I'm we're, I'm selling that car. Oh, so does anybody but want to buy a, a Nissan 350Z with it, one key? Uh, it's with one key, but it's the grand touring package, it's the <laughs> and, fully loaded one. And now you know the seller isn't just like saying that they only have one key and then go and steal that car. <laughs> he literally only has one key. <laughs> Yeah, definitely only the one key for sure. <laughs> oh, our significant others. Don't we love them? Listen, all. they are all. And if you think that I'm not going to hold oh, on to this man. one in my pocket for a long time. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for something big to cash in on. Yeah, uh, we have the it's called Uber Danny. That $70 Uber ride each way. Yeah. Mm. No, I would have given you a ride home, but um, $70 for Uber uh, just to get here. That's a big hit, man. I don't, <laughs> That's a big I, hit. I don't, I don't think most people realize just how far Newburgh is from downtown Portland. Uh, yeah, it's a long ways, man. Like, I drive an hour each way. Hmm. Or, to be precise, it's like 52 minutes with traffic. Uh, like, I should say, standard traffic. No. <laughs> Uh, we got some good texts coming in at the fan text line, 503-250-1080. Um, hmm. Yeah, my key is basically a small 3D car, and I have to insert into the end into the ignition. It's like a $500 key. Yes, no, it is. Jeez, some of these keys are just no, they ridiculous. Have a, they have a chip. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, oh, oh we've run into the chip oh, problem. Oh, God. Well, they, they've gone away from that because they've gone to the fobs. Yeah. Because everybody's push button start now. Like, yeah. But from like 2008 to 2015, 16, they had like the the high end chip keys, so nobody could get in your car and steal it or, or get a copy. Yeah, it was very dumb. But yes, the, I hate it with all that is holy. Yeah, well, uh, just like we went through that, the whole uh, keys missing. What do you do to a chipped key mm-hmm. situation? My my wife lost both of her keys. <laughs> Uh, to her car that had a chipped key. And after I got done laughing, uh, I said, well, we're going to have to figure out a way for you to get that car going. It is ridiculous what it costs to get a new key made for those vehicles. It's it's in, it's insane. Did they to come out it. to you? Yeah. Well, yeah, we couldn't go to well, them. I'm saying, like, they, <laughs> they came out to you probably with the, the reader, they had right? To make, they had to make the whole new key. They had, mm-hmm. it, it's a... Because you got to get the... you got to scan the yeah. ignition to get yeah. the right code... I'll tell you what. ...to build the key. It was... I've stopped laughing very quickly. Uh, <laughs> but it was my moment to be like, I didn't screw this one up. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, to, Hold on to that one again. Dangle that one yeah. up there. Uh, so now we have two keys though, because once we were in deep enough to have the other key made, I was like, "Well, I'm not risking having this one lost as well. Yeah. We're gonna go ahead and get the other get the other one." So uh, I feel your pain. I feel your pain, did you man. Get, did you get the bulk discount? No. No. <laughs> no. No. I lost no. my key back in 2014 to my Jetta. It was 250, 250 bucks. Yeah. Replace it. See, that was I think I think Volkswagen was the first one to to do the the yep. chip key. And I my oh, wife man. was pissed Jeez. when I lost my key. Man. All right. 503-250-1080. That's a fan tax sign. Um, cars, man. 
in car keys. It's, it's crazy. It's great. Do you see what was going on with all the Teslas uh, in the snowstorms that were happening? No. Like in the Midwest and back east? So, so people were like taking videos of their car being like, Elon didn't think this one through. Like the push button to get into the, <laughs> to get into the Tesla mm-hmm. on the outside when it freezes over, you can't get into your car. Isn't there a remote start, though? Yeah, there is, but you have to remote start. And then there's also a tale of, I don't know what was going on with these two, but like a brother and sister had rented a a Tesla, Uh and apparently they were trying to do like a road trip. In a a day of driving, they had to pull over five or six times to recharge the battery on the car because of whatever, I don't know, I don't don't know what was going on. Colder temperatures. Colder temperatures, draining the battery faster. And it was they and it was costing them like twenty five to thirty dollars per stop, and they were having to stop like six times a day in their drive. Oh so God. it was like uh, this was not less expensive, and the door froze. And <laughs> it was like, if it could go wrong, it did go wrong. That was a tough. That was a tough day. But you know what? We're troubleshooting. We're troubleshooting. It's, you it's you been, learn in the hard way. It's been uh, it's been that time like, uh, that kind of situation. We, uh, one of the the writers for the Portland Tribune was driving back for the holidays, got stuck in that storm in Wyoming. Had his rental car get pushed off the road. That's brutal, man. Wrecked the rental car. Had to switch cars. Here's the other thing: they sent the tow truck because they couldn't come from the other direction, so they had to send a tow truck from Salt Lake City. So they were to st- Wyoming in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming. Yeah, no, man. That really is the middle of nowhere. I don't know if you guys have ever done that drive, like, during oh, yeah. the summertime. Oh, yeah. You, you, oh, yeah. They have all those signs where they're posted, like, here's the uh, evacuation emergency yeah. route for uh-huh. the wintertime. It is bad. You are literally he trapped got stuck in the middle in that, of nothing. Well, he got stuck in that, that snowstorm that was, didn't you, was it you that had the, show me the video of the trucker? Yeah. You, yeah. No, it was a cop. Yeah, the uh, the, the the sheriff. You couldn't see five feet in front Zero of Zero visibility. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was, I mean, that storm was nasty. Yeah. But it was just like... He's, he almost had a second rental car get wrecked. Yeah, that's why you. That's why in like uh, the winter time you do get the insurance. Like mm-hmm. you get that insurance. Well, if you're going through the Midwest in the winter, you a hundred percent get that insurance. Yeah, it's worth that, man. Because <clears throat> at bare minimum, you get to play bumper, bumper cars for free. <laughs> remember that? You remember the jackass that they did where they rented a car? I think it was from like off of McLaughlin. I think they did it locally, and they they oh went. Oh my god! And they entered it in like a demolition, demolition derby, derby. <laughs> and then they took it back. There. I was like, "What? He's like, got the insurance." <laughs> It didn't have a number spray painted on the door. Yeah, it's <laughs> horrific and brilliant uh. at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it's like who's scamming who, buddy? <laughs> it's like horrible for for that guy who has to check that car and, and it'd be like, I don't know. They got the insurance if they went and got the full the full meal deal on it. Uh, but here's the vehicle that is wild to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Now all I think about is, like, how much fun would it be to do a demolition derby? Mm, I want to do a demolition derby. You know, uh, one thing my son is obsessed with now, and uh, shout-outs to my son, Bennett. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Sixth, man. Sixth birthday today. Uh, he's trying to, like, pull I'm not five anymore. Dude, you were five yesterday. Come on. Um, he's already playing that card on me this morning. Mm. But uh, he is obsessed with, out in, out in Banks, they've got a... Uh, combine demolition derby oh where they do the the old combines and they demo derby them up and oh they, that sounds awesome they park them out on highway 26 and every time we drive by him like anytime he's going out there he's like oh there he is and they put like the champion on the side of the road he's like there he is the silver one and so every That's year we have to go to right that there. yeah but uh those things only go like 10 12, miles, an like 12 miles an hour. <laughs> like, like it's very slow, but it's like when you have a good impact. Like, but it's when there's a lot of mass. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's good. And uh, demo derbies have always been like a, a – I like all forms of them, whether they're big and fat, big and slow, or small and fast. Yeah. A demolition derby would be fun. I would love to do a demolition yeah, derby. Be fun. We should sponsor – I don't – where do they do them? We should sponsor a car for a demolition derby. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, state fairs. They do them at the state fair. Yeah, you think the last time I remember seeing one. Yeah, demolition derbies are awesome. I I would a hundred percent put my face on the front of a car and have it smashed up. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly <laughs> what you do. That'd be sweet. <laughs> we get like a like a I don't know what kind of car would be the best one. Like, do you try and get like a 
old Geo Crown Metro. Vic, or you know, you're, you're going like a <laughs> Geo Metro or a Scirocco, one that just is absolutely going to lose, or do you want to win this yeah. thing? You go with the Crown Vic, like the old cop car yeah. with the reinforced exactly uh, frame. Yeah. That's that's what you go for because then you might get lucky if you find an old like one with like two hundred thousand miles on it. You find the supercharged one. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. Like <laughs> so you find you find the you cop package. You people at eighty miles an hour <laughs> in a demolition derby. You find the cop package one. You you find the one that's got all the horsepower, yeah. all the bells and whistles, the reinforced frame, uh-huh. all of it, and you just you load that yeah. thing up, man. Or you do like a, a family station wagon. <laughs> like, also weighs about the same. Yeah. You're just going to be plowing through cars. Oh. You're not going fast, but you're just plowing through them, and you put like a, a crash test dummy in the back seat facing out the back window yes. of your station wagon while you're doing it. I just want to be the guy that goes beforehand, because you got to break all the windows out beforehand. I want to be the guy that gets to break all the windows out. Yeah. Oh, man. That sounds fun. <laughs> All right. That was a drop of Palooza. Um, let's see. <laughs> by, uh, in in near the fairgrounds, they're saying, I guess, in Salem. Yeah. You have demolition derbies there. Uh, I kind of want to do like uh, maybe maybe like a, a backwoods one. You know, like they, they got to have like, you know. I think the, you and the, I the both live close. Ones. Yeah. You and I both live close enough to places that. A non-sanctioned <laughs> demolition derby has happened once or twice. You're talking about like 20 dudes showing up in the middle of somewhere and just demoing their cars off to each other, essentially. Yeah, and then, and then ending the night with a bonfire. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like one of those ones. I'm open for So if anyone. you're open for one of those, text line. <laughs> <laughs> I just found out like not too long ago, like there's like a... Uh, they do like illegal rodeos, <laughs> like, like yeah, dude. Is there such thing as legal and illegal rodeos? Uh, y- yeah, I think there. I don't know the Are amount they of roping alcohol. people. I have no, 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 oh. no. Because that sounds more fun. I think like the more of the illegal part of it is like nothing is insured, oh. <laughs> and that makes it the illegal part. There's probably a lot of gambling done. On these things, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I just found out that these things exist. Oh, perfect! And I'm fascinated by them. I, I again, text line. If you know where these are at, <laughs> I want to meet a bull rider degenerate that's losing money on those constantly. I do. I want to <laughs> see how deep you are in the hole. I, I, my old roommate in the Air Force, he he was a professional bull rider before he joined the Air Force. I'm mean, I gonna I gotta reach back out to old old, old Don Smith and see what he's up to. Is he sees he's running illegal rodeos? <sighs> All right, 503-250-1080. If you know a good lead on a demolition derby or a vehicle that we could use for said demolition derby, the text line's 503-250-1080. All right, uh, we've got sports that we need to get to today. we got a lot of it. And then we have uh, two comedians coming in studio at 2 o'clock, Jeremiah Coughlin, who is the voice of the Portland Pickles. He is. Uh, He will join us in studio along with uh, Dylan Jenkins, too. Two comedians, uh, new comedy show starting here in Portland. And they'll give you the details on that. And uh, two guys that can chop it up about sports as well. Yes. Jeremiah hopped on with uh, with Joe and Chen and I doing Outsiders a couple times. Love it. He's a great dude. Um, and he they will be in studio, 2 o'clock. First in-studio guests. It was supposed to be Michael Rappaport. It's not. No. We, we, Hopefully instead, now instead we got local. Two. Unless an Uber doesn't pick them up. Yes. But I true. think they have their own cars and they can drive. So. Well, We'll get there. Debatable. All right. Uh, let's address the issue plaguing the Blazers, though, the most. It may be the hardest one to fix. This is Danny Dustin. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. All right, the Portland Trailblazers kick off a road trip, a three-gamer where they'll go to Minnesota. Now they're heading to Indiana and Toronto before heading back home for a lot of home games after that. But they started this thing off with a clunker, 113-106. to And look, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm just going, okay, we've seen this throughout the course of the year. It was at the early stage of the season. We sat there and we said, all right, the turnovers, the miscues, the critical errors, this, these are new parts all starting to kind of work together. As the season gone, has gone on, uh, the turnovers continue to plague the Blazers, but the critical errors throughout the course of the game, whether it's turnovers in the first quarter or missing open looks and free throws, for goodness sakes, Eesh. in the late stages of games, uh, the Blazers really can't buck this trend of what is essentially it's the little things it's buttoning up the little things it is and it's it's super weird in the sense of where a lot of the mistakes are coming from a guy like damian lillard who's assist to turnover ratio mm. for his entire career is like three and a half to one he mm. he takes very good care of the ball throughout his career and that's really a if we're talking about it, the assist numbers earlier in his career, especially, they weren't very high. No, he was like five, six assists. So for him, it, that's took, a really good number. Yeah, he took really good care of the ball, especially when you, anytime you you have a usage rate above twenty five percent, and you take good care of the ball, like that's it's hard to do. I was looking at uh, the usage rate numbers, and I was noticing the the Corey Jess stat uh, that he mentioned on the broadcast even last night. Uh, but, you know, that was floating around a couple days earlier of uh, we have a record number of players in the NBA with a usage rate of over 30%. Like, yep. we've never seen it before. The heliocentric offenses, which is the offense built around – it's the James Harden-esque sure. offense built around one guy. Luka, LeBron, Dame to an extent, Trey Young, sure. Giannis, um, Steph to an extent as well. It's just that Steph does it in a little bit of a different way. Yeah. But yeah, you're you're getting, which is why you're getting these scoring nights. It's oh, so yeah. much is built around an individual players being so good. Yep. And with that, like Donovan Mitchell, For even sure. though they've got Darius Garland, Garland is leans more towards the kind of a playmaker role where Donovan Mitchell is a heliocentric scorer. But he also finished that seventy-one point performance with eleven assists. So there's just there's just weird give and take, and I I know that. Everybody wants the Blazers to play like the Warriors, like peak Warriors. Well, nobody plays like peak Warriors because that's the reason why they're peak Warriors. There's 29 teams in the NBA that would love that. Yes. and Actually, there's 30 teams, including the Warriors, who would love to go back to being the peak because Warriors. Because right now they don't have Steph because he's hurt. <laughs> but there's a reason why that what Steph did and what Steph does is so different is because Steph is so different. Yeah. And you can't be this pretty ball movement oriented offense where game plays off ball and ant plays off ball and everybody's a playmaker because they don't have guys who can make plays like that. Mm -hmm. Everybody talks about, well, you can pass. You can no. to, you can make passes around the perimeter in the NBA. If you're an average NBA player, you cannot play make in the NBA. If you're an average NBA player, playmaking shooting has become the skill set That is the most available. You can get a shooter. Anyway, Ben McLemore still not signed. Yeah, you, you can, can go fill it up, man. You can go get shooting off off the street in the NBA. That is no longer a thing that you can mine. And, and you know, ten years ago, that was a thing. That was the inequity that you could address in the league. That was the market efficiency. That was Portland looking for a stretch four. Yes, literally. <laughs> can you shoot? And that's what like, for a decade. Yes, but now it has become playmaking. Playmaking is the market efficiency. And they tried to kind of address this with, with Evan Turner, yeah. but he couldn't shoot. 
Yeah. So you need to put those two kind of things together or have an abundance of shooting around it. And I say all of this to get back to the playmaking part of this. Yeah. The Blazers are trying to do things that their personnel cannot do. Sure. You're, you're Like last night, you had Drew Eubanks with three turnovers. Why? Because you're getting Drew Eubanks out of – Drew Eubanks does a couple things really well. He screens really well. He competes on the glass. He's a red ass. He's physical. And he finishes everything at the rim. If you're asking Drew Eubanks to make decisions four on three in a short roll, quick and efficiently, you're doing it wrong. It's yes. not what he does. Mm-mm. Trendon Watford, that's what he does. But Trendon doesn't give you the same physicality or the finishing. It's square peg, round hole. All of that. And you saw that materialize last night where Nurk, three turnovers. Eubanks, what did he finish? Two or three? Uh, I think he had two. Do you have two? No, I'm sorry. Nurk, four turnovers. And Eubanks, three. three. And so then everybody else like had two. <laughs> and that's the thing is, seven turnovers between your starting centers who don't touch the ball that much, and every single one of those is a live ball turnover where the Timberwolves took it and shoved it down their throat. And, and I think that is the more frustrating part of it is that the Blazers do have, if you just look at the raw numbers from the season and you go, they are actually in turnover differential plus 1.2, which mm-hmm. is wild to think about because of how often they turn the ball over. Uh, they're they're forcing their opponents to have a lot of turnovers as well. It's the critical times, and it is when the other team either can steal momentum off of that turnover or they end up just scoring and getting buckets that end up biting you in the rear. And that this is the critical airs thing that it's just buttoning things up a little bit more. It is at the end of that game in the fourth quarter last night, um, I don't know what the numbers are, and I should have looked this up before, but I don't know what the Blazers were shooting in that fourth quarter on open looks. And I, you may have... But, oh, they shot uh, and, 7 of 24 in the fourth quarter. But And what were they on op- what are considered open looks? Because mm, give me a second, I'll pull it. That, is, that was like the frustrating part is that you're sitting there and you're getting good looks and you're like, <gasps> that's it, that's what you want. And then to have a game like last night where you go, you get 42 free throws and you miss 11 of them, and guys that usually don't miss free throws are missing them. Like Damian Lillard missing four free throws, it's pretty unheard of. He went 11 to 15 from the line, but like Damian Lillard doesn't miss free throws. Like He is one of those guys where it's just like, oh my goodness, even the guys that you bank on and you rely on the most are the ones that and have been over their entire careers great. It's just the way that this front half of the season has played out for Portland and that's kind of the frustrating part as you're watching is that it, it, it's it's the little things that if you button those up, this team is really humming like they were, to be honest, at the very beginning of the year where they were getting stealing wins they had no business winning. And that's the frustrating part, I think, for a lot of, a lot of fans and, and folks out there is that we can see it, but it's just that execution part, whether it's at the beginning of the game when they're booting the ball and you're seeing the, the, literally the ball flying into the, the stands <laughs> and there was a couple of those. Yeah, or it's late in game where you're you're getting those open looks and you're just not able to to, to have them drop. And those are those are the little things that cost you games in the middle of the year. Um, and now as things are starting to ramp up and other teams are ramping up, we're seeing the Blazers are kind of flat right now. And and how do you you know bust out of that? Control the things that you can control, like uh, the turnovers and making the easy ones, the free throws. Yeah, I. I can't pull it right now because they're still doing the, the full data massaging. But I, what I can pull is for the entire game. Yeah, uh, they had twenty-eight shots that are scored between open and wide open. Yeesh. They were nine of twenty-eight on open or to wide open shots yeah. in the game. In the game, and that's that's really what that game came down to. I, I, I saw a lot of people complaining about coaching down the stretch. Okay. We have a text right here. It's like Billups complained about the team started slow and uninspired but didn't call a timeout until there was 228 left in the first quarter. Terrible coaching lately, too. That's the thing is you don't you don't use your timeouts in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Can I add to you guys? I've been a pretty, uh, I don't know, maybe my wife is worse on it than I am, but I, I haven't been a fan of their shot selection the past, like, 
five to ten games or so. I feel like Dame's just taking it down the court, kind of chucking it up a little too early. I like those long threes, mm. but give the offense a bit more time. And I feel like that has been starting to pop up like the month, the end of December into January. It's just like Dame's just starting to take it more on his own or he doesn't see the offense developing. I, I hear the announcers talking a lot about Chauncey and him deciding what play to call and it's okay and they communicate and sometimes Chauncey calls it, sometimes Dame calls it, but I just don't see the offense developing enough. Not every possession, but I feel like some key moments in a lot of these games where they've lost, Dame just takes quick shots and they don't go in. And that's the thing is there there is some back and forth between Chauncey and Dame in those situations. But what does Damian Lillard historically done? He's been successful in those moments. And what you're seeing is what happens when he's not successful. It looks great when it goes in. And when he shoots a high efficiency, when he can step out at 35 feet and hit that shot, that all of a sudden, let's say Dame hits that shot at five minutes, right? And they, they were down to, they, they take a one-point lead. Yep. Well, now you're worried about Damian Lillard getting hot because it doesn't matter what Damian Lillard has shot up to a given point. When he gets hot, he gets hot, and now you're worried. Mm-hmm. Dame hits one thirty-five footer the defense starts stepping out. Oh, absolutely. It opens stuff up, and that's part of where that comes from is Dame's trying to go, okay, if I hit this, and this is is a good shot for me, that's going to open up everything for everybody else. Jeremy Grant was having a fantastic game until he got a a knee to the thigh that ended up, you know, kind of shortening his night. Ant was shooting incredibly well. He just couldn't stay on the damn floor because he's in foul trouble the entire night. Nurk's puking at halftime, which was kind of a a good analogy for this game. But as far as, like, the shot selection stuff, I think, number one, they're still working through things. Number two, the starters are playing heavy minutes. Number three, they're beat up and injured, and they don't have the opportunity to work Monsieur Little, Gary Payton, Justice Winslow. And the shot selection is going from maybe a more team-wide effort to Ant, Dame, and Grant because it's nothing but kids behind them or on the floor. See, and this is kind of one of the things, though, is that what you're taking – the shot selection, Jordan, there's a lot of folks that when you're watching the game, you're going one thing, but like this texture here said, so is Ant. He's gotten shot happy. Uh, There are those times Mm -hmm. too, where Ant is trying to pull the trigger on those and you're going, I mean, one guy, that's good. That's okay. You're fine. But you you can't have two guys kind of competing in that role. And I think that that is, that has been happening. You're going, all right, something's got to give here. Well, here's the reason when Ant's on the floor, particularly when Ant's shooting, more often than not, Dame's not on the floor. Mm-hmm. The, and here's the problem. Because Justice is hurt, because yep. Nas is hurt, because Gary's hurt, Ant is on the floor with Shaden Sharp, Trendon Watford, Keon Johnson, and Drew Eubanks. Yep. Who in that group is going to create a shot? I understand that, and I think that may go back to what Jordan is saying. Mm-hmm. The, mo- the most, though, is when you have that crew, that's when you take the time to work for those shots. That's when you move towards, hey, if we don't have a lot of those creators, mm-hmm. we've got to manufacture that offense. And, and it's clunky because you yeah. you don't have an answer. Oh, I'm with you. Ant's the only guy right the now. Depth is a big problem. Ant's, yeah, they don't have a plan B, I think. That's, that's the thing. is like Justice was to. kind of supposed to be the guy. Josh, hell, the reality is, is Josh should, was not supposed to be starting. Nas was supposed to be starting, and Josh was supposed to be on the floor helping alleviate some of this stuff with Ant. Yeah. And that's, again, they have not had their six, seven, and eight guys healthy for a single game this season. Yeah, Not one. And that's, I get what people are saying, but the reason why Dame shot happy, Ant shot happy, is because they, they can't rely. Listen, Shaden had a nice game last night. Brought one of his better games. Forget the box score. Competing on the glass with Rudy Gobert, getting second chance opportunities, showing some stuff defensively, mm-hmm. but he's still a 19 year old rookie. It's going to take some time. I'm actually, I think Blazer should be really happy with how quickly it's looking like he's more and more comfortable every yeah. time he steps on the floor. 100%. It's going to, it's going to, it's a long way. You in, but here's the thing about that is that we can already say that was a gamble on draft night. Uh, the gamble is already starting to look like it's paying off, and it won't be. If he hits his ceiling on what his ceiling could be, goodness oh, gracious. I mean, his ceiling. But his floor has raised so much. To in this, viable NBA player. In, in this first mm-hmm. two months to where it's what you did was the right move yeah. if you're Portland. And that's and that's a, a big, big deal. Getting lost in all this because they're a game above 500 right now. If I told you through 37 games that they were 19 and 18 it's back okay. in August, you're good. what would you say? Yeah, that, that That's good. That's Well, that's probably what we, we expected them to be, which mm-hmm. is. 
that playing range right there and a 500 team. Like, nothing has really changed. And think about this. From the hearts, hot start, which we talked about, is like, Ten it moved us like a few games. Yeah, it moved us like it moved, above it moved of where games. we thought they would be. I said I went from forty-two to forty-four games. Yeah, and I still believe they'll hit forty-four because when they get done with this trip, they're going to play at home for a month. <laughs> they don't. They don't leave again yeah. for a month, yeah. and they should make hay. But here's the thing: as much as they had success in those coin toss games early on, the coin toss games are not going their way, or they're playing like crap. You have six games off the top of my head. You have the Denver game-winning shot that yeah. bit you, the Clippers game that you gave away, both OKC games. Uh, the this Minnesota game, yeah, that's six games Sheesh. that you like. You realistically should like. I had three people text me in the NBA last night who were watching that game. Portland's gonna come back and win this in the fourth, <laughs> like because Minnesota wasn't doing anything special. Yeah. You're just you're you're the expectation is just Portland's gonna come out there and they're just they're gonna hit shots. Sure. Last night was not a bad defense night. It was not a poor execution night. It was a Hell, it wasn't even a poor process night. It was a poor results night. You just shot like crap. Yeah. Yeah, but it, and this is where it, it's an ebb and flow of an NBA season. Mm-hmm. You ride the highs. They could go and beat Indiana and Toronto on the, and go 2-1 and one on this trip, and as much as this game sucks, you win. you're, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Well, well, more on that uh, because Toronto, uh, they <laughs> fell... They fell in a tough one last night. Uh, we will have that at the top of the hour, and uh, we are listening. Uh, one o'clock is when you're going to want to when you're going to want to tune in for the. All right, let's talk about what they need. Then let's talk about some of those trades that are available. What what is this team missing? We'll get that at the top of the hour. But coming up next, um, we did get an update. Uh, the story has gone from scary to inspiring, and we're not done yet. Here's Jordan with Sports Center. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. I found myself getting all emotional here before the show. Um, I, I turned on the sports center in, our, in the studio and they went live to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. I walked in right as you were in there. You were locked in. I was like, what is yeah. he watching? It was, uh, it was pretty incredible stuff when you heard two of the uh, doctors talking about uh, DeMar Hamlin and his his recovery and it is it, this has went from scary to inspiring to to the point where like if this thing is trending and in, in the way that the doctors were talking it was it was incredible to hear them talk about the order of events that happened the diagnosis in the answers that they are still looking for. And uh, what is it? Commotio cordis? Yes. Where you take a shot to the chest, Mm -hmm. and it has to be at the imperfect time when your heart is, I think, pumping out uh, blood, and it causes you to go into cardiac arrest. They're not calling it that yet because they want to make sure they rule everything else out. And so they, they are still like, we don't know what happened. To cause cardiac arrest, but that is what, That's happened. what happened. And them laying out, laying out, and there's a guy um, who, I mean, it sounds like somebody's mixing up Kenny Dillingham's name. His name is Denny Ken, Ken, Kel- Kellington. Den- Denny Kellington. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is an assistant trainer for the Buffalo Bills. They called what he did textbook re- uh, resuscitations on the field. They said he that Demar Hamlin got high-quality CPR, and the accessibility to immediate defibrillation Mm -hmm. saved his life. And this is what we were talking about yesterday with with Brooke, Brooke, um, with the AEDs and the availability of them and just being trained on them. Mm -hmm. They said if it was, you know, whether it's seconds or minutes, if there was any delay to resuscitation to DeMar Hamlin, it's highly unlikely that he makes it. That, That is when they say... It was the highest quality of treatment that he got on that field. They mean it. Yeah. And that is the incredible part about this is that we talked about this uh, on Tuesday that there are protocols and practices in place that the NFL, they train Mm -hmm. for this. Like they literally train for these situations. And uh, it saved DeMar Hamlin's life. And 
I say that this is inspiring because we're getting this all of this new information. It said that he opened his eyes last night <laughs> and he was able to squeeze the hands of friends and family around him. Mm-hmm. And he was able to communicate with doctors and they handed him a clipboard with a piece of paper and a pen. And the first thing that he wrote down was, did we win the game? <laughs> because in his head, because he's been out. The last thing he remembers is being in the, he doesn't know what day it is. No, he doesn't know how long he's been no. in the hospital. He doesn't know what's going on. His world got put on pause at that moment. Mm-hmm. And as everybody else has been watching this whole thing unfold, he wakes up and he's like, did we win? Like that that's an incredible thing to to just kind of be like and they doctors told him, Yeah, you won. You won the game of life, man. <laughs> like and that's what they told him. Yeah, they told is, him you won you won which is insane. You won the game of life. Hey, hey buddy, um just so you know, you almost died. Yeah. Yeah. This is in but he is still in critical condition. They are say that he is neurologically intact, which is the which best is the thing, news that that's you could the best get. thing because when you go into cardiac arrest and you don't have blood pumping through your body, the problem is, is that you, you, you lose neural function and you can yeah. cause permanent brain damage if you don't get the oxygen or the blood necessary to keep the functions, uh, brain function active. This, like listening to this whole thing play out um, and the doctors addressing like, hey, what, what are the next steps in, in all of this? And really what the next steps are is they, they continue to uh, test his ticker and his lungs, and he 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 does have lung damage. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that is going around, and the doctors were quick to um, kind of bat any of the, any of the ridiculous things that are being said. And one of them was that they were like, uh, "We heard he got traked on the field. Is that true?" They're like, "Absolutely not. He was intubated on the field, though, because they were breathing for him at that time. Um, he he has some damage to his lungs." Um, because of the resuscitation, they're gonna. The next steps are to evaluate his lungs, his heart capacity. Try to figure out if it wasn't a commotio cordis, what was it that caused this event? And if they rule everything else out, then they will say that commotio cordis, which is that impact impact to the chest that is extremely rare in football. Clearly, because uh, first time in our lifetimes we've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it it's something that usually happens in sports like baseball or lacrosse or combat sports. You the the more, the more concentrated impact. Oh. So a hundred mile an hour fastball to the chest. They're catching a line drive off a bat mm-hmm. or you know a lacrosse shot that that goes wayward and gets you. Um, but they did one thing that really resonated with me is uh, they the doctors were asked, um, can they feel the support? And that this stuck with me because the doctors were just like, yeah, oh yeah, um, they feel it from everybody. They feel it from the people he said that are sending in food. They're feeling it from uh, Demar's family and friends and teammates that are hugging and crying with every improvement that is made. Uh, and he's been making rapid improvement. Um, to he said, like, heck, I just look over my shoulder and I look out the window and I see a gathering of people. And, yeah, I feel that. I feel the support. We feel everybody kind of pulling for DeMar Hamlin at this time. And uh, it sounds like his family is, is saying he's going to be electric when he finds out about what is going on around his, whether it's his charitable Sherry, efforts. Yeah. Which was up to six million last time I checked. It's over seven. Jesus. Uh, (laughs) The fact that his message of I tell everybody I love him Mm -hmm. because you never know if you're ever going to see him again. And that message spreading, um, they're saying that he's going to be overjoyed with all of it that's coming out. And that, to me, I love this. This is an incredible story. Uh, right now, because he's alive, they're very optimistic. He he's going to make a recovery. They di- they didn't want to go Talk ahead about and football. say he's yeah. going to play football. They said we're just taking this one step out of time. But because of his health, because of the immediate care that he got, because of him being neurologically intact, the fact all signs point to a recovery, a, a a recovery to living a life, mm-hmm. living a life, and and football we'll, can we'll, be on we'll the back get, burner. We'll get to football eventually. Super cool, man. What's what's really interesting is this is not just a sports story. 
this is a national news story. And we heard during the press conference, the former uh, local reporter, Maggie yeah. Vespa, who's now yeah. working for NBC. She hosts, I believe, nightly news, the NBC national show. She does? Yes. Oh. Yeah. It is, it is a national story. Yeah. This is a news story. This is not a sports story. No. This is something that is kind of captivating the nation. And we talked about this. We've not had something where so many people saw something happen like this in our country that got our collective consciousness since 9-11. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean. Sh- where, where, where everybody was watching it, is uh, what I'm saying. Like, oh, like, that, yeah. That's, yeah, I was th- like. We've not had stories. No, no, no. We've had stories that everybody's talked about, but like I would say the in, the the January sixth uh, goings on, the whole yeah. world was watching that. Yes, <laughs> but this this is something that people like. Yeah, across the country, were watching. Yeah, it, it's up there with those events, though. Like it was there, like twenty five, thirty million people watching that. Yeah. It's it, I I've, I've trying I've been trying to track down the ratings for that game I can't I can't find it anywhere I don't they, they, I don't know if they haven't released it if they paywalled it or what but hmm. I haven't been able to find it just because I want I want to know how many people were watching what unfolded yeah because it's crazy. it was it's the way that it has captured everybody is is very uncommon it really it really is uncommon it, it's it's crazy to to see and crazy to see uh, how many people have been affected by it. Man and man will be positively affected by it. It's crazy. One thing that we do know: the NFL uh, has said, "Nope, not going to play it." They're just going to. Uh, they've made that ruling. No makeup, and we knew that that was going to happen. But we do have an update to what the backup plans are. Yes, this could get really interesting. Uh, but the the overall good news, though, is Demar Hamlin. He is showing what they're cons- what they're calling the doctors are calling remarkable improvement. When the doctors are calling it that, that's got to be the best sign that you can hear. Uh, Danny and Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan. Okay, uh, we have got an update. I, I told you to what the NFL is thinking with the uh, Bills-Bengals game. And it could lead to some wild scenarios, but uh, Joe Burrow was asked at the end of at his press availability. And I've like another reason why I'm super impressed with Joe Burrow. The way that he and the Bengals entire organization have handled this is totally incredible from Zach Taylor to Burrow and the guys on the field. Uh, Burrow was asked about whether or not he thought they should make up the game. And I love this answer that Joe Burrow. Got. Um, that would, I think that would be tough. Uh, just, just scheduling wise. I think, you know, I think whatever Buffalo would want to do would be what we would want to do as well. We're, you know, behind them 100% support them in, in whatever they would decide to do going forward. I love that. It's just like, look, yeah, that'd be tough logistically, but the reality is Buffalo, man. It's what they want to do. Whatever Buffalo wants to do, he's like, yeah, we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and do that because that's what's important right now is where they're at and what they want to do. This is like the Bengals with a win in that game would have a chance at the one seed. The Bills with a win in that game control the one seed. Like Joe Burrow is sitting there going, I don't care about that. What I care about, whatever they want to do, I'm here for. And we hear these terms and uh, people often roll their eyes at it about like the brotherhood of, you know, the NFL or the brotherhood of, you know, any sport, a team. I think what this has kind of shown across the league is that that is very real with, it with these been. guys here. And it, yeah, it always has been, but it's not something to roll the, roll the no. eyes down and be like, yeah, okay, they're just saying that. No, there is genuine care. Mm-hmm. Now, on Sundays when they have to line it up against each other. They hate each other. They do. But, uh, look, this ain't a Sunday, and this is bigger than anything that they're doing between the white lines. You know what's interesting here is you said, you know, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow and the Bengals, they did it right. They got it right. Imagine if I told you that seven years ago. The Bengals got it right. Three years ago. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> when you started, when you opened up with that, I was kind of, my, my brain immediately like short circuited yeah. because I'm, I'm, trained to think Cincinnati bungles. Well, they are, yeah. <laughs> they are. 
They still are. They always will be. Until they win that Super Bowl, they'll be the Bungles. Until, until they figure it out. But that's what I'm like. Organizationally, yeah. they have figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. They're in, and, they, they, it's, it really is. It's Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow leading that ship, and it's awesome because it ain't Mike Brown. He's been there the whole time. He's still cheap, and they're doing it but despite In spite of, oh, yes. It's which, crazy. Which, again, is, is, is really interesting. But, man, I love Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I love Joe Burrow. Awesome. I don't, there, there was just something about him when he came in the league. He was going to be the next young quarterback that I liked. Not Mahomes, not Herbert. Like I like those guys. Yeah. But Joe is the guy that I found myself kind of drawn to. Okay. Here's the thing. This is an, this is an interesting one. My son, six, football obsessed. Mm-hmm. It's his birthday today. Um, my mother-in-law got him his first jersey. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is an interesting one. I want to I want to talk about this. Maybe we'll do this next hour. Um, I want to talk about this because it's actually crazy to think about. Like you, when you get your kid a jersey, it's like, all right, which is which direction are you going to? You're setting him down a path. Point him in. Mm-hmm. There are so many damn good options right now. Mm. It is. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, of what jersey do you? Um, because they made a call, and I'm for it. But I'm like, I, I could, I could like this one. I could like that. I can see a lot of different players. We're gonna, we're gonna have to put a poll, poll up on this one. Uh, oh, for sure. All right, five zero three two five zero ten eighty. We'll get to the playoff scenarios uh, in the NFL coming up at a week eighteen, the final week of the regular season. We've got uh, the Jersey talk. We got the worst day on the web too. Pretty bad, <laughs> weird. Uh, but where we go to start our number two. We talked about it earlier. There's we're talking about the Blazers' loss to the Timberwolves, and there's the, always the question: How do the Blazers improve? How do the Blazers improve? Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.